0: Welcome to Go Meet, a wrestling podcast. I have Justin here with me. Yes, sir, you do. Thank you for calling in, Justin. And the it's top- a new year. It is. It is a new year. New us. New us. We're, the topic this week is going to be the booking of a champion. In this case, we are going to focus primarily on Big E, but also a little bit here and there on We're going to talk about Lashley a little bit. We'll talk about Drew and about just the way they tend to book their champions. I want to save Roman, even though, of course, we're going to brush across that, for his own episode, because I feel like he's a big enough deal that at some point we have to just dive into this character he has.
1: Um, Well, And two, you have such a big dichotomy in how they book a face champ and a heel champ.
0: Absolutely. You can't do... Like, for example, when Jared comes on the show and we're going to talk about the way they book Hangman or the way they have tried to book Hangman, they only have had a handful of champions and the booking of those champions hasn't been incredibly different, whether they were heel or fake. You know what I mean? Other Other than Omega's omnipresence because he was on multiple shows, you know, the work rate on their shows wasn't that different from each champion. You know they kind of they utilize their champion as a special event, whereas Roman, besides a handful of weekends where they just felt like they needed ratings, was utilized as a special event. And the Raw champion tends to be utilized literally every episode. Okay, we're going to get into that. First off, I want to say uh, check out our friends at the Daily Smart, and you can listen to us on here wherever you're at. If you're on iHeartRadio or Spotify or Bullhorn, on your iPhone, or at the Daily Smart, you can check us out. They do have us now. You don't have to necessarily search us. You can scroll down. Give us as many stars as are allowed. And thank you for listening. Now, diving into Big E, first off, we had, you know, the the, the way it went down, we had Drew, and then maybe like a Miz thing, and then Lashley, correct me if I'm wrong, and then we had, mm-hmm. then we had Big E cash in. To me, Drew was booked... Completely like like you know the superhuman person. And by the way, Drew's supposedly been working with a cervical injury and get well, dude. Yeah, dude. As well as as much as we know that I could get tired of Drew, we we also know that usually when you and I are talking wrestling, our frustrations aren't with the character, with the human. It's It's with with the character, right? It's with the booking, right?
1: Yeah, it's with how they are booking the character, even. Right
0: when he was wrestling. At the, at the when he was wrestling uh, Madcap, Cap, whatever I was, I couldn't help but think, man, he's such a great worker. And then when I realized that he was actually when they let us know he was actually legitimately hurt later on, it's like, wow, he's been working with a cervical injury yet he still, when he goes out there, it's everything he's got. Yeah, you know, he comes to put it on. Absolutely, he's a monster. He is a just a huge, strong, athletic man. But they they booked him like a monster, which they tend to do with the champions. And no one could really give him the trouble until we got to Lashley. You know, he. I mean, what to be fair, and, and Lashley as well, right? Lashley really his kryptonite was Drew, and he would have to maybe do a little dirty work to get through him. But after that, they booked him as. The destroyer, which I love the way they booked Lashley. I felt like the, go ahead. The,
1: and this is just a problem in general for WWE. And I was looking at this too from the, uh, the evolution from the territories days of wrestling to the modern wrestling and through the couple of, you know, the eighties was the first of the. Everybody was watching the same shows. Used to be Ric Flair could go work Smoky Mountain and then he could work Mid Atlantic and then he could go out West and work. And man, if he ran the same clinic or or the same program, nobody knew with the local hero, right? Yeah. He did that here. He did that there. He didn't have to, he didn't have to come up with a coherent plot line that goes over thirty episodes of a show over majority of a year. You didn't have to come up with that much plot. You just did it here for about a month or two, you moved on down the road, you did it there for a month or two, you went down the road. Now since the since the eighties when raw became you know Raw Saturday Night Main event when they started getting weekly shows and you started having to have plot lines that connected over a long period of time. I think they did some real good stuff at the beginning. I mean, but they got so locked into a couple of archetypes and a couple of, you know, characters that they've just gotten themselves in the trap of when they don't know what to do, they just go back and do this. And they don't seem to understand sometimes that they've got to build this like a TV show. You know, And you'll be the first one to hear me talk complain about how wrestling's not the product, but it is a wrestling TV show. And characters have to evolve and be built, and they run into problems like the same things you'll see in, uh, I'll give you a good example. Your, your, your son probably, I don't know, did he watch Dragon Ball Z as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Power creep. When you're the champ, everybody has to, you, you beat this guy, how are they gonna make the next guy dangerous? You end up making everybody more powerful, which means that the next guy's gonna be more powerful than the last guy, which means you kind of write yourself into a into a corner at some point of crap, we can't make this guy any more powerful or it becomes Superman and boring. Well that that There's a lot of things that changed in wrestling that I don't know if they've actually caught up with even thirty years down the road.
0: That too. Is that was really a problem with Seth, right? When, yes. If we go back to Seth beating Lesnar, once he beat Lesnar, Braun, and Drew, and he was the undersized champion, that really pigeonholed him, because if he's an undersized champion, you know, he's he's a decent-sized fellow, but he's not them, right? Once uh-uh. he beats those three monsters, especially Braun, now, you know, until you get to the supernatural character, what's... who's, who's going to beat him? Mm-hmm. Right. Who's competition for that? Right. Because he can wrestle and he's shown that he can beat these huge people. And so now you've pigeonholed yourself. And it's also a little tricky because you have, you know, you only have so many people on a roster, Mm -hmm. right? And especially if you have a man who walks to the ring that looks like Drew or looks like Lashley or looks like Big E, you really don't have that many people that look like they can out muscle them.
1: Mm-hmm. And then well, and if, they, if your consideration of what a fighter is is the biggest guy in the fight, yeah, you've definitely limited yourself because what? you've only got a. The, how, how do I make this guy look dangerous? Well, I got to get somebody bigger to fight him.
0: Well, you know, and, well, when you're talking about Lashley, he's a legit MMA fighter too.
1: Yeah, see, and that's the that's the that's the you know, him and Brock are completely different animals on that.
0: Right, you almost have to. Yes, They're, I would think that they are very hard to book. Although we have seen both, I I, I felt like Lashley's reign was wonderful. I thought he was mm-hmm. booked well. I thought uh, MVP did a great job with him. I I'm a big fan of what Big E did. I thought that they, mm-hmm. I oh yeah, it it seemed like he kind of lost more than maybe a champ does, but a lot of those losses were. In tag matches or something weird happened, right? Like Seth jumps in and costs him Mm -hmm. a match rather than him. I thought it was odd that he got pinned right here to lose the belt. I felt like somebody else could have ate that pin. I mean, Seth was right there. You know, why not let him eat the pin? It won't hurt him. Seth's
1: got to go challenge Roman next. Right, but like you said. we know now. Right. Well, like you
0: said in our text back and forth, Seth can lose every match. Seth knows every match. He's still dangerous. Yeah, I think, like I said, I did a little research going into this, looking at guys' records, and and I want to, I want to say Big E's record over the last however long was over the last year was something like seventy five percent of his matches he'd won. Roman had didn't have as high a record on that, but a lot of those matches I think were. House shows or or dark matches where his tag team got beat, right? And I'm I'm pretty sure, like I didn't see all those house shows, but I'm pretty sure there was an Uso eating that pin.
1: Yeah. Right. It was not Roman (laughs) Ring.
0: Whereas Seth was legitimately eating pins all year. You know, like he, 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 his winning percentage was 33 and a third from, from Edge, right? Mm -hmm. But they were three of the best matches of the year. And I guarantee you, Edge thinks Seth's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Oh, definitely. You know? So, but going back to the way Lashley was booked, you know, we have this, he comes in, he uses the money in the bank thing, and I do think that what the WWE does with money in the bank is they kick the tires on a new guy. Can this Mm -hmm. guy carry our company? I think they found out Big E could. Um... The the promos Biggie has given, even the promo he gave this Monday night, it's it's almost a Baptist church fire and brimstone. When he's fired up, he can be clever, he can be funny, or he can be consequences be damned. I'm coming and I'm I'm bringing hell with yeah. me, you know. And he did that well again the other night. So I think they know he can handle it on a stick. I think they know. I felt like you know they they worked him a lot more than I thought they would work him as a champion. It seemed like he was wrestling a lot, but man, he, you know, he had Drew early. He beats Drew in what I thought was a banger. He had uh the rematch with Lashley, which I thought was very good and he pulls that out. Although they did give Lashley a little bit of the out because of he had hurt the back of his leg in the match Biggie ca- before Biggie cashed in that same night, right? Mm-hmm. He'd messed up yeah. his leg a little bit. Then you have him go into this weird program with Seth, but it really winds up being a program with Seth and Kevin, and he has like the great steel cage match Kevin doesn't do bad either, but he had some great matches with Kevin Owens and then he had these great, you know tag team stuff I felt like every time he hit the ring, it felt like must see TV, it was always a Hoss fight, and the Hoss fights were always impressive, unless it was Seth and he and Seth have a lot of chemistry in the ring as well, They they uh
1: They've- see, I can see Seth and, and Big E. Here's here's the thing. I, I look at Big E, and because I look at characters a lot of times, I, I'll I'll say, "Who is this guy? Like, what character are they using this guy for?" Because they have only so many characters that they do. And Big E seems to me like he should be a modern Hulk Hogan, and I mean that in all the good parts of the Hulk Hogan character, the positivity. Right. The energy, the, the way he gets people, you know, feeling good and wanting him to win. And you, I mean, he is wholesome, buddy. He is lovable. He is the guy you want, you know, but he's still a giant. He's still that lovable giant. That is a, that is a rare combination of, 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 you know, charisma and physicality and look and presentation. You know, and I almost look at Seth as, like, you could do these two together and get such a great, like, almost Seth as Macho Man.
0: Absolutely.
1: Him as Hogan, you know?
0: Yeah, Seth is this ridiculous, and Macho wasn't ridiculous, but obviously the Pomp oh, and Circumstances ridiculous. intro <laughs> is ridiculous. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you're right. You know, he was the, lovably ridiculous. He
1: yeah. loved him for how ridiculous he was.
0: Right, putting... Putting uh, Elizabeth in harm's way constantly, that kind of thing. I tell you what, we uh, Justin, uh, I, I put on an old NWO Savage match, and I can't remember exactly who he was wrestling, but it was a no holds. Oh, it was it was Page, and it was a no holds barred match or something like that. And oh, nice. and J- and Jared was watching it, and he he, he couldn't believe it because just out of the blue, Savage um, Pauldrove, the referee. Because yeah, that, why
1: not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there will be, there will be no, there will, I will not be counted out right now, no matter what, because uh-uh. that guy's yeah. not getting up. And then every now and then he was, just, and I remembered back to when Savage, even as the, the macho pink trunks. He might, you know, something would happen and he would just be out of it, like the the same state that Ric Flair would be in, where he would take three strides and then just fall flat on his face. Uh-huh. When Savage was at that point, he might swing at the ref, and you, the concept oh, would yeah. be, I don't know who's in front of me, I'm just swinging at whatever's around, right? And I'm
1: random violence, right, <laughs>
0: right, right. Uh, I have
1: to protect and myself. I can't believe it. I didn't even even think of it till just now. How much Seth is doing, like with the whole look he's doing now, and. You know, the, he's like, he's got the madness going. You know, I mean, absolutely, absolutely, and just
0: the—it's a modern take on it, or just a, a, a almost a more cartoonish, even though my yeah. show was a cartoon in his own right. Take on it, and and the work that Seth is doing with Kevin Owens right now is—I mean, Kevin Owens is so good; they're
1: phenomenal together.
0: Yeah, and and like we said last night, when, when, when reportedly. Seth was supposed to win the titles in the when they before Lesnar got added to the match. And if you saw the the the, 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 the not quite finish where Kevin goes for the Swanton, Biggie gets the knees up, and then Seth hits the frog splash, and the ref uh-huh. gets to three. And when he kicks out, but Owens thinks he's won, and he throws his arms up in the air like he's incredibly happy for his new best friend. Yeah. And then well, no, wait, that might have been the Monday night. I think that was the Monday night because I think Kevin Owens kissed Seth right on the side of the face. He did. Uh, uh, like five minutes before that. And I did think that was Monday night. But anyway, going back to Big E, like you said, he's a perfect foil, too, in that we're going to get used to Big E in these hoss fights. Mm-hmm. So his biggest threat being this other guy who won't fight him head on and who is looking to figure out a way. You know, I'm going to absorb pun. You know, the the little guy's thing, even if he's a heel. I'm going to absorb punishment until you slip up. Mm -hmm. That was that was the way Ric Flair told stories. That was the way Macho told stories. It was the way HBK told stories when he was a heel.
1: Edge, the ultimate opportunist, when he was at the top of his game, told stories. Right, right. If I can absorb all you, all you got to do is leave me to one.
0: Right, because I don't have to. I don't have to hurt you. I have to get your shoulders to the mat for the count of three. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be down for ten counts. You know what I mean. And I, I do think that that would be. I hope we go back to Big E.
1: Oh yeah. Well, here's my thing: the WWE, and we're talking when we're talking about booking champions. It annoys me that when they get the belt, and this may be one of my problems, all of a sudden the character changes. They book champions. They don't book characters as champions. Sometimes. Like you but, get the belt, and all of a sudden you're generic good guy number 13, and you won't run away, you will charge out to the ring into multiple people, you will do these th- you know
0: well, I do think that happened with drew, right I think that with with drew he I mean obviously he was booked as a as a, as a tough guy because he was, but you know Seth beats him, and then when he wins the title, he turns around and beats Seth, and the only thing different was he's nice now. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, the same with Brock, right? He goes through Brock and he goes through Big Show. And and I'm not. I thought Drew's matches were great, but it was interesting that he'd been in the WWE off and on for Mm decades. And yet this was the first time we'd seen him unbeatable. Yeah. Right. Now with Lashley, I don't know that they really booked him all that differently because it seemed like he was always presented as the destroyer. And when he would lose, it would tend to be some form of a roll-up, something like that, right? It would never be somebody beating, beating, right?
1: Which is my other, uh, speaking of booking champions and annoyances I have, you know, why why do champions fall for roll-ups and <laughs> basic moves that any four-year-old should be able to counter instantly?
0: Well, uh, Ric Flair won quite a few matches with the tights.
1: I don't mind if you grab the tights or if you just if you cheat roll up some way, like you lock them down somehow. But with just a roll up, that's annoying. That's well, like when well, they do that to Shayna Baszler. That's when they do that to Bobby Lashley. That's when they do that to any of these people that should be able to.
0: It, roll up pins are roll up pins are tricky anyway, and you're and you're so right about the fact that when you. Especially if it's a heel getting pinned like that, because the babyface doesn't tend to hold the tights, right? And at least if they hold the tights, then it gives the heel that moment of shock when he comes out of it. Like, I can't believe you cheated to beat me, right? Which is both his comeuppance and... You know. Yeah, right, right, right. But like, um, we saw multiple roll-ups last night if you watch both wrestling shows, right? If you go to AEW, Rio... Pinned Baker in a, a roll up, and I don't know that any of her body was touching Baker in a roll up. You know, <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> and, well, th- my thing with that, my, th- my thing with that is, if you're gonna get somebody in a roll up, I saw one of them last night was really good, where they had their whole body weight over like the the back of the the back of oh, the knees.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen some of, some new, recent ones that were really slickly done, like they were really sneaky done and right. i love stuff like that
0: right well if you can that's do different. if you can do that to where you do get all their body weight to where you it, it optically it looks like well dang they couldn't get out of that right yeah that's fine with me and my problem is when especially with the basal ones or a lot of these roll-ups we see they don't even actually have their shoulders on the ground
1: no they're not because if you're properly executing like a rear naked choke your shoulders are going to be hunched a little bit so her her shoulders are never flat when they do that, just about. Right,
0: right. Now, going back to to Big E, though, and uh, we were talking about the problem, book, I don't think they booked Big E all about it. And I think that the path they took with Big E was fascinating in that, okay, we we, we pulled him away from the New Day and put him with Roman by himself, and then he becomes exactly what we thought he was when he was in a tag team but we didn't know now can he do eight minutes can he do 12 minutes can he do 15 and as he was doing that we started realizing wait biggie's a legitimate threat to roman and he's he's also great at all the stuff and then he wins that money in the bank and he has and the in they do save him right they didn't they didn't make the mistake of they decide when he wins the money in the bank he's going to win the title and like with seth or with drew or you know a lot of these champions they've had when they decide okay we're going to anoint this guy champion he's going to carry the company all of a sudden he's wrestling every week to build momentum mm-hmm. well that's great but like you said three weeks into the title reign I've probably seen him wrestle everybody on this show and beat him already and I've watched him now wrestle twenty times in twenty weeks.
1: And now we've got to do something to one up that, so now let's have him wrestle the tag team champions
0: and win <laughs> well, I don't think they did that with by Seth himself. I, I don't think they did that with Seth, but yeah, I get I, yeah that's as we know that's the worst trope for us period, but um with Big E, they didn't do that right they didn't overdo no. it they they had him stand with Paul and laugh at him and stand with Paul and laugh at him and then as we got closer to the moment he was coming for Roman. And then, of course, somewhere along the line, they go, well, you know what? He's not coming for Roman. We're going to put him mm. on the other belt. And so then when they well, put him... Go ahead.
1: Big E, though, I think that one of the main differences is he's been around long enough. He got to talk. I don't think they scripted Big E. Right. I don't think... Drew McIntyre, do you think they sent Drew out there without a script?
0: Not until he had been champion. For a and even
1: time. then, man, all so that know, stuff man. they gave him. I don't. You, I, you I gave cannot. Big E that. Big E walks out there, man. He is such a like, and I think Paul might have helped with that too. Some of the booking, but man, you're right though. He has been like he,
0: he was booked perfectly. so then, when he does win the belt, and they do decide, okay, you know, he's going to be a workhorse for a little bit. It worked because we hadn't seen him in all these matchups, and it switched him to the other uh, show. Worked because the matchups we'd seen him in lately were from a different show. And yeah, I'm sticking company. Seth over there with really him made sense because they were doing house shows. Because you know he was supposedly feuding with Roman on SmackDown, but Roman didn't you know do the one-on-one house shows right there because you're not going to do that with your up-and-comer because you don't want you don't want the guy you're trying to build momentum losing matches in house shows. Exactly right, so they put him in there with Seth and then he, that, that's one reason why Seth's loss numbers were so high because he was losing the big e all the time right at these house shows. But the point to point that was you also stuck him over there with somebody he's incredibly comfortable with that we know will put him over. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then Owens, same same difference. I mean, Owens is going to do, he's going to do exactly what he's told, and he's going to do it better than you imagined he could do. it. You can hand Owens a script, and it can be crap, and you can say, go say these words in this order, and then do this, and he'll do all of it, and it will be, and you'll look like you wrote an, uh, something in an Emmy.
1: Well, that's, uh, Owens is like a, Owens is like a blues guitarist. Yes. Dude, he he get you give him basic stuff and he's gonna take it and he's gonna make it beautiful and fancy and he's gonna doctor it up and you know because he's so good he can play you know Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and make it sound like you know Hendrix.
0: Right. Well, did you notice this the the match they had the other night with MVP over there? Once they put Lashley through, once Lashley put himself through the barricade and they threw that stuff on him. Real quickly, if you did, if you blinked, you missed it. Kevin Owens turned, looked at MVP, and kicked his cane away from him, <laughs> and then just went right back to work. Like he didn't make a big deal out of it or anything. He just looked no, at it, kicked subtle. the cane. Yeah, right, right. It, and that's the thing I think that we miss sometimes in uh, pro wrestling is is nuance matters, right? All those Dude. little things matter because we've been we've been at this point with Marvel and DC and and wrestling and comic books and video games yes Easter eggs have you know, people give us Easter eggs right so we've been trained to enjoy the little nuances in right, in, in everything
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna give do callbacks to a guy when he was with with a different company than he is now but my diet Pepsi screamed like it was somebody had killed his child. And screaming in, sweep the leg from outside the ring during somebody else's match. <laughs> Dude, Punk. Punk. Would do that so well. Uh, stone Cold, man. He would do those little random, like, turn to somebody in the crowd or interact or do something real, you know. The, that, gre- the Spider-Man moment.
0: The greatest Stone Cold moment ever is not the birds it's not the beers it's not the trucks it's not the zamboni it's when he just lightly slapped Vince in the balls with the back of his hand (laughs) just to let him know that he was a piece of crap and and if you've ever just brushed your balls on something and hurt him You know how bad it is, right? And, and and for him to do that, you know, he could kill Vince. You know what I mean? He could kill Vince, but that wasn't the point, right here. The point was, no. I've got you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And yes, you're gonna, you know, and you're going to look like an idiot every day on your own show, and you know, I'm you're about, gonna pay me for it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna uh skin the yam bag on you, buddy, and you're gonna have to double over real quick.
1: But Dude, um, yeah. But go- that that's the kind of stuff that adds to when a champion when somebody like that or the you know the the main eventer. Right. You know, even if he doesn't have the belt. That's the kind of stuff that adds like the spice. Right. The and match, you know, that gets it memorable. The moments. Right. It, you know.
0: Very seldom does a wrestling match live up to the build up. Phew. Right. Very seldom. And when it does, it, it, it is the perfect art form. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But very seldom does it work out like that. Usually the talking to get you to watch it is more, is better than the actual 20 yeah. minutes. Of course, then again, you're able to put in an infinite amount of time in the talking to get people to go do it. And then, you know, the match has only got 20 minutes. But anyway, the point is like a big E, he's able to do that. He's able to oh, see something and quickly go off script and then get right back to it. I'm fascinated if Paul does jump between shows how much Raw – I feel like Raw has gotten better recently with Big E as the champion. I think part Mm -hmm. of that is Kevin and Seth. I think also a huge part of that is how good Big E is. I think a chasing a title Big E, I think he is absolutely perfect for that. Especially with an MVP, and I think he and MVP going back and forth for a month here. If Lashley were to get the belt somehow off of Lesnar, which I, I don't know if that's going to happen. With Lesnar, it's always it's, it's not. Should he be the champion for a long period of time? It's how many days do they have him signed him up for? Yeah, because he may only you know he may only have twelve matches this year. You know.
1: You're <laughs> Huh? The funny thing though is, have you seen the look on Brock Lesnar's face when he comes out to the ring? Now
0: he seems overjoyed.
1: He seems having fun, doesn't he? And they have are... you ever seen Brock Lesnar have fun?
0: I thought he was a miserable person. I did most of the time. You know, and it's it's funny too because I remember Seth was doing his thing with Stone Cold at the at the ranch where they do the podcast. And they were talking about Brock, and it was one of the one of the few times I've heard people discuss Brock as in how good he is at his job. And then they showed the part where Brock was showing weakness, and, and I think Seth blurted out, "He's just so good at in in the ring, being able to, you know, I'm a killer, I'm a killer, I'm a killer. Oh, Daniel Bryan somehow hit me with one knee. Oh, he hit me with another knee. Oh, he hit me mm-hmm. something. Oh my God." The, the giant has fallen you know what I mean and he's so good at building those moments and here all of the sudden we've seen due to Paul being with Roman Brock was able to be dude, that that little bit last night where Brock Lesnar said, oh, said told Paul you know to be he yelled at Paul and Roman said don't talk
1: to him like that was
0: so good.
1: Dude, and Paul don't 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 talk to him like that. Dude, oh, that was I I was I was in. I was in for that. That was again when Paul Heyman is a modern day the guy's Shakespeare for wrestling. I mean, he's the best. He's that he's so good at making things that should sound silly and you know feel meaningful in moments mm-hmm. and It it was cool. It was just well done. Right. That's what I want to watch when I, you know, I want something to feel like it means something.
0: Right. I agree. I
1: agree. So you, now you got, and now you're telling the great story too of where's Paul's loyalty? You thought you knew. Right. But now in five minutes, you've got all these questions all over again that makes drama that's a lot of the problem i think they lose with their champs booking is they don't understand the point is the drama yes the point is the the feeling you have right and like you're saying if you're demolishing people sometimes you lose that
0: you Mm -hmm. know yeah i do feel like now i think you know what we'll just go ahead and mark it and say next week let's talk about roman yeah. Because we're going into the Rumble anyway, and he's got this matchup I think we've all been waiting for with Roman and Rollins. And I, 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 I'm over the moon that this is going to happen. But This so is le-
1: going to be great. This month is just going to – I can't even imagine how entertaining this is going to be.
0: Correct. So let's just go ahead and talk about Roman next week. Now, going back to Big E, though, you think he gets another title reign?
1: Yes. I think Unless so, too. they're idiots. Well, Unless they're just complete idiots. As we know. And then he gets a great title reign in AEW.
0: As we know, I'm perfect on these. And I'm 100% sure that Big E, Bianca Belair, and Naomi are going to be your champions at WrestleMania.
1: Wow. Because I know. what we call in the business the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> Not the one Bianca Belair does. That's like that's like the golden shovel coming out right there, folks.
0: Yes, yes, I They'll am all, the true golden they, they, shovel. Ne-
1: ne- next week we'll see the release list.
0: <laughs> yes, with all with all said names, um, I do think they have to go back to Biggie, and I think it's sooner rather than later. I could see him getting his WrestleMania moment this year. It would make so much sense. To anoint him. I also could totally see... You need something to freshen up New Day versus Usos, right? Mm-hmm. And it turning into faction warfare over the heavyweight belt would be interesting as well.
1: But It could be. But, but see, shoot, I don't see he, Seth
0: beating Roman.
1: Yeah. I, I just Here's don't. Here's how I think they're going to get Big E there. I think he's going to win the Rumble.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That, that makes the I most think sense.
1: That, that's his moment right there.
0: And if he does win the rumble, then that, that gives you the opportunity after Seth were to lose to Roman to have some form of Kevin Owens Seth as heels with Lesnar that yes. mania. And and this Lesnar being babyface Lesnar. You know, And, and dude, Kevin Owens and Seth cowering from Lesnar until he gets his hands on the other one and then attacking like a couple of hyenas would be fun television as well. So I'm going to wrap this up, and we'll get into Roman next week. Thank you for calling, Justin.
1: Yeah, man. This is great.
0: All right. This has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at The Game Project. Obviously, check out The Daily Smark. And enjoy pro wrestling. Go home. Or Justin, you want to say
1: that? I say it, go home.